0: The questions that I was asking myself in that moment of pure darkness was, "What's the identity I want to have?" Getting out of your comfort zone is—it's is, so—it's hard at first, like it's so so hard just to make that first jump. It's super messy and confusing in the middle, but the end is so so beautiful.
1: Welcome to the Courage Over Comfort podcast. I'm Sheila Dare. This is the podcast that's meant to inspire you to step into your courage and out of your comfort zone, because that's where we learn and grow and find out what we're truly capable of. It's outside the comfort zone where all the magic happens. Hey there, welcome to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. It really helps the show get noticed and spread the word about these courageous, inspiring humans that come on here to tell their story. And I just want you to know as a listener, I appreciate you so much. So please support us, subscribe, rate and leave a review. In today's episode, we're talking about discovering yourself through travel. My guest is Alex Normandon. Alex is a world traveler of 16 countries, he's a business owner, and he's the founder and host of the podcast Real Time with Alex Normandon. At age 19, Alex left his hometown of Winnipeg, Canada out of curiosity and hunger of something more than just the social norms of studying after high school. Through solo travel, Alex was able to find his passion and his purpose in life. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. Hello.
0: Hello, hello. How are you?
1: I'm fabulous. Okay, so Alex, you are the host of Real Time with Alex Norman. Yes. Yeah. And okay, so your your show focuses on travel, health strategies, tools, growth, interviews, and breaking comfort zones. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. So. What was your purpose for starting your show?
0: I I just felt like it was selfish of me not to share my experiences because I had so so many questions. How do you travel? How do you do it alone? All of these questions. And I said, okay, I need to reach a broader audience. So I decided, okay, what should I do? And I listened to Gary Vaynerchuk and all these people and he's like, start a podcast, start a podcast. So... I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. And I love to speak. I'm actually an introvert, believe it or not, like 51% introvert, 49% extrovert. So I thought, why not start a podcast and be able to reach more people instead of just having these one-on-one conversations? So the whole idea was to help people break out of their comfort zones, any questions they had or concerns about traveling or this or that or life, I could be there and just reach a broader audience. That was the main goal probably about a year and a half ago when I first decided to start it but that was the the mission back then.
1: Because you broke out of your comfort zone very much when you decided to leave everything behind and do some solo traveling. So I want to hear about that experience. So take us back to that.
0: Yes. So just to give some, some context here for the listeners. So I was raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's a small, cold ass, wait, can I swear on here? I don't know. I didn't ask you that.
1: You be you, Alex.
0: Beautiful. I'm going to be me. <laughs> so it's a cold ass city and it's like minus 45 degrees Celsius. Nuts. So I was raised here in a small area called Transcona. And I was an in, a very much introverted when I, when I first came into this world. I was an introvert. always doing my own thing, just looking out the window, looking at the world. And eventually as I grew older, I started to have this need for variety and this need for just a bit of spice in my life. So I said, hey, dad, like, of course, I started playing hockey, soccer lacrosse, volleyball. And eventually, believe it or not, I was the most hardcore gamer growing up. Like I was like full on into video games. And it helped me get out of my comfort zone. So stay with me here. I'll explain why. Mm -hmm. People are like, video games, what are you talking about? That taught me to take risks and get to the next level. And it taught me challenges and on the spot thinking and all this stuff. So that's kind of when my growth mindset started was video games, getting to that next level. And Actually, it took a turn for the worse. For my need of uncertainty, I started getting into drugs because I, I, wanted, I wanted something new. You know, Winnipeg is great, but it's not, there's not a lot to do here. And I started getting into MDMA and smoking weed and hanging around the wrong people. And believe it or not, like my need for uncertainty was great. However, it brought me down to a dark hole of drugs. And probably for a solid year, I was doing MDMA at least once a month. And it was, it wasn't until the point where I almost, like I'd nearly overdosed at a festival in Western Canada that I realized that I needed to stop this shit. And when that happened, I, it was a wake up call for me. I, I, it was the closest I've ever felt to dying. And at that point I'm like, I'm on a mission to like literally live my best life. Like I almost just died, fuck drugs, fuck everything. And after that, I just said, okay, what do I want to do? And I was sitting in high school doing drugs. I was super bored in high school. I have a lot of energy. And I was really just, I was just bored. I'm like, what can I do? So again, I got into drugs, not a good thing. So once I quit the drugs, I started getting into what, like, what do I really want to do? I asked myself these questions at the age of 16, 17, what do I really want to do with my life? And the answer was, I want to do whatever I want to do. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So what do I want to do? I want to become a bartender. So I became a bartender. Uh, I started working like commission lawn care jobs. So that's when my sales mindset started to kick off. And then once I made enough money bartending I'm like okay what else like that's always the good question to ask like what else can I do or what else do I really want to do and eventually I said okay life's good I'm done with drugs and I'm I'm out of my comfort zone let's fly to Australia so that's when the travel journey started after all of that drugs and video games and trying all these sports and this need for uncertainty it started with Australia and when why I left,
1: why Australia
0: yeah, this is, well, this is, whoever lives in Winnipeg totally understands this. <laughs> and you probably know my answer. So Australia is the furthest place from Winnipeg, obviously. It's, I'm in the middle of Canada. And it's warm, and I heard great things. There's kangaroos, there's uh, attractive women, and beaches. So that, literally, that was my 19-year-old mindset. Attractive girls, kangaroos, <laughs> and cool accents. I love it. Like, yeah.
1: So, you packed your bags and headed to Australia. Were you with anybody? Did you bring friends along?
0: So at this point I was, I would, maybe I lied a bit in the, in the, in the, just what I said there. I was like half out of my comfort zone. I'm like, maybe I should bring somebody because I'm a bit scared to go alone. So I sent a message on Facebook, all my friends in high school, who wants to come to Australia? Who wants to come to Australia? Everyone's like, Oh no, that's too far. Too scary. I got to go to university and all this stuff. And one guy, we weren't even that close. We were friends, but we weren't like deep close friends. And he's like, I'll come with you. And I'm like, like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And so we went alone. And as soon as, if he's listening to this Cody Young, I am so sorry. But as soon as I got off that plane, I was ready to fly alone. I was ready to like go off on my own. I just wanted that piece of comfort and safety on the plane ride and all the way over there. But when I got off that plane, I was ready to roll.
1: How did you know that you were ready for that? Was it just when you stepped off the plane and realized I'm actually doing this and I'm ready?
0: I think it's do or die. Once you step out of your comfort zone, there's no other choice. It's either you find a way, make a way, or you just retreat to your safety or to your comfort zone. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to find a way. Like, This is uncomfortable as shit, but I love it. And I love being uncomfortable. As soon as I step there, I'm like, I'm going to figure this shit out. I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm out of my comfort zone, but I'm so driven. And this is what I've always wanted. Pure freedom, a new country. It felt like I was on Mars for the first time. So that's mm-hmm. also why I want to go to space, which I'll touch on later, maybe.
1: <laughs> well, when you decided to go to Australia, what was your... What was your goal? How long did you plan to stay? What did you plan to do? Or did you even know?
0: Good question. So as I was excited, I attracted a woman into my life before I went to Australia. And I fell deep, deep, deep in love, actually. Like, you know, like honeymoon phase love. And I told her, I'm like, babe, I'm going to Australia. Like, no matter what I'm going, I love you. I will come back. Which I didn't I will come back, <laughs> and I'll be gone for two or three months. I just want to put my toes in the water and just feel what it is and I went over with a long term relationship. she stayed here and i and I went, and as soon as I got there, I knew I wasn't coming back, and I was so in love too, and I'm like, wow, the sense of freedom and the sense of actually fulfilling that need of uncertainty and breaking your comfort zone actually made me give up or or choose the freedom over that love that I had when I was young, so hope that answers your question.
1: So when you got to Australia, gosh, what what was that like your first day when you were there?
0: Oh, I'm getting the, honestly, I'm getting the goosebumps just thinking about it right now. As soon as I stepped on that plane from LA to Melbourne or Melbourne, how us North Americans might pronounce it, I, I, that was the first time where I truly, truly felt alive and i truly felt like my soul was being fulfilled and i truly truly felt energized and vital and excited and just being on that plane i just listening to the accents like i was i've never been so present in my life getting out of your comfort zone is it's so it's hard at first it's so so hard just to make that first jump it's like super messy and confusing in the middle but the end is so so beautiful and my first few days there meeting new people from around the world, Italians, French, English, going in a disgusting ass hostel with a bunch of people sleeping and it's so messy. I was like, I love this, this is exactly where I wanna be. So yeah, it's just getting used to being comfortable and it was the most beautiful experience of my life still. I didn't have a plan, like zero. I got there and I'm just like, I'm just gonna live day by day and it probably wasn't the smartest idea because I did run out of money eventually, but I'm just going to live day by day, just let it flow, meet who I want to meet, and just be as present as I possibly can, not overthink and just enjoy every single moment with every single person I, I met. And that led to such a beautiful experience. And sometimes in life, it's just so important just to let go and not over plan. Planning is important, definitely. But sometimes it's, it's just amazing just to let go, take a breath and just let the universe or the world or life just take you for a ride.
1: So when you, when you realized you started to run out of money... Was it either I get a job and I stay here a while or I go back home? What was that like?
0: yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I was nineteen, I was quite silly I mean, I'm still silly, but I was very financially I was very silly, and I'm like, well, I always have my parents to fall back on worst case scenario, which was not a good thing to do. So I started my trip from Melbourne all the way up to Terrans or Cairns, however you want to pronounce it, and I had a thousand dollars left, and I had two months and I'm like, hmm, according to my calculations, I'm pretty sure I'm going to run out of money here so but I didn't let that stop me. I still lived in the moment and still enjoyed every moment. Eventually, I did hit zero, uh, probably negative like 600. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's time for a job. So I ended up working on a banana farm, believe it or not. And I, 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 don't think I'm, I don't think it's really beneficial to go into that story. But yeah, running out of money was a very challenging thing. It's happened twice in my entire life. And I do not ever want to be there again.
1: Were you scared?
0: Yeah, it was a bit frightening. But I, I sat with it and it turned out very turned out great.
1: So throughout this journey in Australia, you were still by yourself, correct?
0: Yes. So when I started working on the banana farm, I was still with my friend. We stayed together for about three months. I was there for three years in total. And we were there for the first three months. And we actually kind of worked at the same banana farm place. And that in itself was super super weird working on the banana farm to be honest i was working with a bunch of people from different islands and it was it was uncomfortable and i was actually like working 10 hour days and i was a banana humper and for anyone who doesn't know what a banana humper is it's the person that grabs the banana bunch and puts it on their back and throws on the tractor for 10 hours a day so i got pretty strong doing that it was very uncomfortable but it was awesome and i almost got bit by a snake and all this crazy shit but I, i won't get into that we'll stay on topic here
1: So you were there for three years. I don't think I realized that you were there for three years. That's a long time. A lot Mm. can happen in three years. What were some of your biggest challenges?
0: So definitely it was, yeah, running out of money and working on that banana farm. I eventually got fired from one of my banana farms. The reason why, it was the most racist guy I've ever met in my life. And at this point, I was realizing that I had a voice and I could actually speak and defend myself and defend other people. And this guy was so racist to French and German people. And I finally said, you know what, like, why? Like, I'm like, why are you so racist? Like, what are you doing? Leave them alone. Like, we're all hard workers here, all backpackers. And I said this to him and I got a call that night and he said, you're fired. And that was the first time that I, that I felt good. I, I mean, that's the first time that I got fired, but I felt good about it. But I had $500 left and I just got fired from my job. So. One of my biggest highlights I convinced this is the start of my sales mindset here. I kind of closed my brother on the idea of coming from Canada to Australia. And my brother and I are quite close. We're very into traveling. So my top experience definitely was when my brother flew to Canada from Canada to Perth, Western Australia. And we traveled all around in a camper van, crazy hippie camper van. And we had the best time of our lives, honestly. And I ran out of money at that point again. So I went up to 600 back to zero from my banana farm job. (laughs) And then I moved to Sydney. I said, you know what? It's time to settle down. I called my dad. I said, dad, you know what? I'm not comfortable here anymore. I'm out of money. Fly me home, please. And I'll never forget the moment, the phone call I had with my dad. He says, son, stay two more weeks. I'll pay for your rent for two more weeks in Sydney. And if you still feel the same about coming home in two weeks, then you'll come home. So this was like three or four months into my trip. And I said, okay, dad, that sounds good. So I moved into the most disgusting apartment of my life. It was two bedrooms, 12 people
1: in the center of Sydney.
0: Cockroaches everywhere. It was disgusting. (sighs) And I'm like, I love this shit. Again, I was like, this is great. You know, like this is the best. And so I, I bought the two weeks rent and... Eventually stumbled upon a great job opportunity, which was HelloFresh. And most North Americans, most people in the world know what that is. It's an online food delivery service. And I cooked HelloFresh. And after backpacking for about three or four months, eating noodles, tuna, and drinking like boxed wine, having a nice meal was like a mouth orgasm. Pardon me for that, that uh, term. <laughs> but it was so good. And I'm like, I love this. And the guy looks at me and says, We're hiring. And I said, I'm out of money. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> so eventually, and I'm like, how much do I get paid? And he's like, Oh, it's commission only. And I said, commission only. What happens if you make no money or do no sales? He's like, then you make no money. And I'm like, I love it. Let's do it. So I had an interview the next morning. And in Australia, I was, you know, Australia's expensive. I was making about $400 a week for the first six weeks in that job. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really can't get this. This is challenging. Again, in the beginning, it's hard and it's confusing. And it's like, what is going on? But I said, I'm so committed to staying in this country and building a life out here that I will literally find a way. I'm like, this is uncomfortable as fuck. I'm making $400 a week. My rent is $200 a week. I need food and and transportation, but I'm going to keep going. And on the sixth week in the company, busting my ass off six, seven days a week, waking up at 6 a.m., getting home at 8 p.m., I finally made $2,000 in six days. And I'm like, wow, that was the first time that I felt like I could actually do something. And I stepped out of my comfort zone so much to stand in the middle of a shopping center selling this food product. And I just smiled I'm like, hey, you want to buy this food? Like, it's you know, a good attitude. And I guess the the that experience, the the whole thing that I want to let you guys know as listeners is just having energy and smiling and being on a high vibe, if that's the language that you want to use you'll never know the opportunities and the growth that could come your way from having such a high vibration and a smile on your face and just genuine care for the other people. And it's, it, that was the top two experiences. The one with my brother and number two was definitely that, that job.
1: So how long did you work for HelloFresh?
0: So I started June 20, 2016, and then I left October, 2018 eventually got the opportunity again, kept grinding for two, two and a half years and eventually got the opportunity to open up my own office and in Western Australia. And that was an amazing experience. And again, I fell in love with somebody at the highest time of my life. I fell in love again. And eventually, long story short, I left the business. And this was last year, actually no, 2018. So recently, I left the business for love. So before I left the love for the Traveling, and then I left the business for the love. So I did the reverse, and it was that was scary. That was uncomfortable. Leaving a lot of money, like everything I've worked for for two years for for love, and I took that risk, and I don't regret it at all because I meditated on it, I reflected on it, and yeah, I stayed with two and a half, two and a half years with HelloFresh, and eventually, 2018 October left for love and moved to Norway.
1: Oh, so you so was is that where she was from, Norway?
0: Yeah, we met in Sydney and she yeah she actually worked for me for a bit and i tried to keep it professional but eventually it didn't but yeah she was from norway we met in Sydney, and then we moved together to western australia to open up the office together
1: so you had yes i was going to ask you you needed to leave your business for her because
0: she wasn't happy we moved to perth and perth is a very it's one of the most isolated cities on the planet it's very far west it's far away from everything and she wasn't happy she left her friends in sydney And she left her life there and I needed to move. I said, I'm I'm doing this no matter what. I want you to be with me. But if you want to stay in Sydney, stay. She decided to come with me. And a few months later, she wasn't happy. And eventually she's like, Alex, I need to leave. I'm not happy. And I said, God, like I've been working so fucking hard to get this job. And now like the person I'm in love with wants to leave. So that was the hardest, to to this day, that was the hardest choice in my life was pursue the love and, and stay with the love or stay with the business, which was thriving. Chose the love, and it was a huge lesson. Huge, huge lesson. How so? Good question. I followed my heart on that one. I really, really, and at that point, I was in a very good place. Um, I was very like into self development, had lots of energy, and I was feeling great. And I, I thought I was going to stay with this business for three, four, five, ten years, and like really build up some savings. And it taught me how powerful love can be, and I don't regret it at all. Everybody was like, Alex, what are you doing? you're leaving so much money on the table. And why are you leaving your business? You worked so hard for this. And I said, guys, it's what my heart is telling me to do. So the biggest lesson I learned from that in retrospect now is definitely whenever you're faced with a really challenging decision, obviously weigh out the pros and cons, but also just put your hand on your heart and ask, what do I really want? And what I really wanted was to pursue that love and to go traveling the world with the person that I love. And eventually it didn't work out, but I don't regret it at all because it taught me so much about love. It taught me so much about relationships and what it takes. And I'm very excited for the next relationship whenever and wherever it may be.
1: So is that how you eventually left Australia?
0: Yes. So she wanted to travel the world. I said, okay, great. I have lots of money saved. So let's travel the world. So we eventually did 15 countries in a year together. And for anyone in a relationship, if you, if you spend, and at this point we were spending, pretty much like a year straight every single day together from the start of the relationship. And for anyone in a relationship, men need freedom. Men need their freedom and they need to go out there and and do their own thing. And for me, that drove me crazy. So, yeah.
1: You really learn a lot about your partner when you travel together.
0: hundred (laughs) percent. hundred percent.
1: So you left Australia and traveled many other countries. How did you end up back at home, Alex?
0: when I moved to Norway and I'm not going to mention any names or anything just to keep it, you know, keep it, uh, discreet, but moved to Norway, lived with her family and again, traveling every single day together for a year and then moving in with her family and her father living above our room. You could just imagine the consequences of that. The sex life went down, you know, the communication I started to, anytime we had like a confrontation, I would just avoid it because I didn't want her parents to hear. And eventually I woke up one day and I was having physical pain. Like, I'm like, this is not what I want. And my, and my heart was like, Alex, stay in this relationship, stay in this relationship. But my body, like I couldn't digest. I was in so much pain physically, spiritually, mentally, even financially. And I just woke up one day. I remember that. I remember the day, like it was yesterday. I picked her up from work and I said, I'm done. This isn't what I want. I'm done. And she was like, what do you mean you're done? I said, I'm just done. Like we've had so much, so many great times shared together but I'm, this is just the end of the road for me and we need to go our separate ways. And that was, again, the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And then I went to Oslo and I'll never forget the moment. I lived two hours away from Oslo and I'll never forget this. I, and I planned to live in Norway for a year to two years. And I had two suitcases, two duffel bags, a backpack and I left my hometown where I was living I left at like 9 p.m. I arrived in Oslo. It was thunderstorming. It was like pouring wet. I had all my suitcases, like 100 freaking kilos of stuff. And I walked into this hostel soaking wet, broken hearted. My body was in pain. It was the lowest I've ever felt. And I I couldn't see any light at that point. I'm like, what is life? What did I just give up? I left Australia, left everything. This is rock bottom. This is financial, spiritual, physical, emotional rock bottom. And I stayed in that hostel for 10 days and I couldn't eat. I lost 15 pounds and all I had was all my belongings that were meaningful to me and my journal. And I couldn't eat. So I'd wake up every single morning, usually in tears. (laughs) and, And I would go and I would sit down, put my favorite music in, and I would just journal my thoughts. I would dissect what happened in the last year and a half. I would brain dump everything, I would heart dump everything onto paper. And I stayed there for 10 days and I asked myself, a series of powerful questions. Who do I want to become? How do I want to show up in my life? And I was journaling, journaling like pages and pages and pages. And, and then I could start to see the light again. I was like, I want to become a musician. No, not, I don't want to learn the guitar. I want to become a musician. I want to become a podcaster. I want to become a personal trainer. I want to become an athlete or a martial artist and all these things that I've been doing I just asked myself, who would I want to become? What's the identity I want to have now? And then I could start to see the light. And I knew I had to take baby steps out of that dark hole, but I could start to see the light. It was very, very far away. But each and every day, I took little, small steps to get me out of that pure darkness and just rebirth of my soul and everything. And eventually, I traveled Europe. I met up with all my friends in Europe, You know, just tried to keep, keep busy. And then I went to Life and Wealth Mastery with Tony Robbins in Spain. And I was at the lowest and I was broke. And I, I'm like, I need to show up fully for this seminar. And I showed up to that seminar, played full out. No one even knew that I was going through such a dark time. I just kept a smile on my face, like tried to keep my physiology and my mindset straight. And eventually I said, I need to reset. I, after Spain, I was out of money completely and i needed to fill my love cup because my first need in life is love and connection and i wasn't getting that because all my love and connection was either in australia or in canada and i was in the middle in europe so i said i need love i need love and connection i need to be near my family so i eventually moved home and and now i'm here loving life
1: it sounds like you've met yourself very deeply these past couple of years
0: yes very much so
1: what would you say is what would you say was the most Pivotal moment in the last couple years that made you really realize who you are.
0: The point where I said, I'm done. And I just looked at her in the eyes, scared as a little boy. I looked at her in the eyes and I said, I'm I I love this woman in front of me. She's beautiful. And I looked at her and I said, For the better of both of us, I'm done. And at that point, no matter how much it hurt, I felt a sense of freedom even more. Than what i felt getting on the plane to australia
1: wow that's very interesting and i'm sure you weren't expecting that
0: no i've never felt so free but at the same time and now that i'm reflecting on this i actually wrote this in my journal and it's just coming out of my mouth again i haven't even read that in, in almost a year i've never felt so free in that moment of because of, i was so comfortable and And just looking at all that uncertainty of of exiting that relationship, it was so fucking scary. I can't even like think about it right now. And just looking at her and saying, I'm done. And then knowing that I had all that work to do, but I had all this freedom to do whatever I wanted in my life, 22 years old, and I could do whatever I want. That's the most pivotal moment. And since then I've literally skyrocketed in business, in health, in finances. In emotions, in like gratitude, just in everything since that moment and doing that work in that moment in time.
1: You've been diving pretty deep these last few months in, like you said, in yourself, in discovering yourself. Very much. And it sounds like you've really, you're starting to realize what you're capable of. Not that you didn't already know, but even more so now you're coming into who you are and realizing what the hell Alex is truly capable of.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's funny that it's, it's ironic and it's meant to be that your, your podcast is, you know, courage over comfort because the word that I, that I was using in my journal was be courageous, go out there, attack the world. And for anybody who's familiar with Tony Robbins, I attended one of his seminars recently. And one of my power words to keep it simple was courage. And ever since then, just having that focus on courage, And facing fear and facing uncertainty and facing that pain head on and dealing with it rather than crawling in a corner like a little feminine boy. It's brought me so much growth facing the pain, accepting the pain, feeling the pain, and then moving forward.
1: Yeah, feeling the pain. I think a lot of people avoid that, but you have to feel it so you can process it and figure out how to deal with it and move forward.
0: Exactly. Just on the topic of feeling the pain, to anybody listening, One of my biggest lessons for you guys is one, if you're feeling pain, acknowledge it. And number two, never avoid confrontation. I call it emotional courage. If there's somebody in your life, a loved one, a mom, dad, sister, brother, friend, if there's a conversation that needs to be had, develop and work that emotional courage like a muscle and have those conversations that need to be had. Because the more that you distract yourself, the more that you avoid it, the harder it's going to become. And I've been told once in my life that kill the monster while it's small. If there's any tension with anybody in your life, have that emotional courage and have that conversation that needs to be had. And just with everybody in my life now, I'm just having the conversations that need to be had. And I've never felt, felt better. And just there's no tension inside of me. Like it's just every conversation that, I, that has needed to be had with my family, with my friends, everything. I've, I've done it. I've, I've faced it head on. And I have no tension inside of me and anything that I'm feeling like saying, I'll say it with love and respect and empathy and understanding to that person. I'll say it and I'll, and I'll speak my mind and I'll be authentic and be honest and be truthful. And that's transformed my life incredibly. And I definitely recommend the same for anybody listening.
1: Is there anything that you want to share that I didn't know enough to ask?
0: I think the biggest thing that at least has worked for me is identity and what i mean by that is again the questions that i was asking myself in that moment of pure darkness was what like what's the identity i want to have versus let's set some goals let's go to brazilian jiu jitsu let's play go to a guitar lesson let's let's do a podcast episode it's like who like who do i want to be like what is my brand what is my identity who do i want to be and then set your goals according to that and you can also teleport yourself to the future and look at your ideal life and ask yourself, who do I want to be in 10 years? Who do I want to be in five years? Who do I want to be in 30, 40, 100 years because I want to live really long? But who do I want to be? And that is the most powerful thing. So to anybody listening, ask yourself right now, who do I want to become? And what is the identity that I want to have? And then your habits and all your goals can be based around that.
1: We definitely have the ability to design our own future. We have the ability to redesign Redetermine what our values are, to rewrite our own story. We're not our past; we create our future. Hundred percent. What are you most proud of over the last couple years?
0: I'm honestly, I'm most proud of my. I would say my work ethic. I worked six, seven days a week for two and a half years, grinding, and I loved it. It was such a process. It was so much growth, and I'm proud that I went through that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm so grateful that. Because the world works in funny ways. I thought I was on top of the world. I've never made more money in my life. I've never been happier, more energetic. And I thought I was at the top of the world. And then I met this beautiful girl, I had a beautiful girl from a beautiful relationship. And then, you know, the universe has a funny way of working. And I'm just, I guess the word is I'm proud that this happened, but I'm grateful that I I chose that love over the business to teach me this lesson, teach me this pain, because I would be nowhere near the man I am today if I didn't go through that pain and I didn't have that emotional courage. So I'm so proud of myself for sticking through that. And instead of distracting myself or turning to alcohol or turning to distractions or whatever it may be, I'm just grateful that I dealt with that head on. And I remember in Oslo, I didn't have a phone plan and I had no data and I was was trying to find my way. So I really had to deal with my shit, really had to feel the pain. I was walking around a city with zero friends and I was just proud that I could just sit with that pain the sadness, the resentment, the anger, the confusion and all of that, and I'm just so proud that I, instead of distracting myself, that I just dealt with it right in that moment.
1: My final question to you, Alex, is, from the moment you left to get on the plane to go to Australia to today, how has your life changed? How has that experience and everything you've been through since then changed you?
0: A lot has happened in the last four years, a lot, more than I can even describe in, in seven hours, however. It's changed me in 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 so many ways, and the number one way would be that, as cliche or cheesy as this may sound, I don't think it sounds like this. However, anything is fucking possible. Anything you want to do, start a business, make this amount of money, go to space, whatever it may be, literally anything is possible. At one point, everything was impossible until it wasn't anymore. So, if you're thinking that something's so hard, you have excuses behind something that you want to do, or I can't start this business, or I can't do this. Just literally, I learned from experience that anything is possible. And if you just put yourself out there, out of your comfort zone and just step into that and step into that confusion and that fire and that uncertainty and that fear, just step into it. The rewards and the fulfillment will be ridiculous. And that is my top, 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 top creme de la creme tip that I would share with all of you.
1: Yes. Thank you. I agree 100% <laughs> Amazing, 100% of course of course thank you awesome. so much you My are pleasure. so so inspiring thank you for coming on courage over comfort and sharing how you have journeyed through that thank you so it's much it's been such a
0: pleasure thank you for having me I really appreciate it yeah